Hey, hey, welcome back to the Mastering Mindfulness Institute podcast. Today, I want to talk about what happens when our body becomes the enemy and we don't trust ourselves around food. We don't trust that we won't overeat, that we won't make the quote unquote wrong choices or things that'll disappoint ourselves. For a long time, I was definitely that person who I kept things out of my house because I was like, I don't trust myself. If I have chocolate in the house, if I have peanut butter, almond butter, those foods that I knew were my trigger foods, it was quite a lot of foods. I just didn't trust myself. And I didn't trust myself to have one bite of food that, you know, or not one bite of food, but like one bite of dessert, because that would lead to like this cascade of eating too much. And I counted calories. I kept a record. And I loved the idea of just trusting myself. I loved the idea of not counting calories, but I was too scared to let it go because I couldn't trust my body. And the truth is I couldn't actually trust my body. I wasn't connected in order to be able to trust it. And so it made sense. It actually made a lot of sense. Letting go of calorie counting and rules and restriction did lead me off way off the rails. And there's actually a reason why this happens. And it's known as the mind-body split. When our mind and our bodies become disconnected and they actually become enemies. When we're born, our mind and our bodies are actually working together. We have our mind, the ego, and our body that perceives reality and sends us information. So they play two very different roles. And when we're born, those two things work together. The mind can give us motivation. When they work together, it's very healthy. It can give us motivation. It can keep us safe. It's a very healthy thing. Our mind, basically, its job is to collect information from the past to keep us safe and it predicts what's going to happen in the future. And so our brain's job is like constantly thinking about the past, predicting the future, trying to keep us safe. It can also motivate us to make change. And our body has a very different job. Our body gets connected to truth, to real truth. It tells us when we feel heat. It tells us when we feel cold, when we feel physical pain and we need to move from a pain, when we feel hunger, when we have an emotion, when we feel fullness in our stomach. Our bodies are actually truth. It takes the information from our environment and it tells us exactly what is happening now. Our bodies don't tell us really the past or the future. It's really present. I know our bodies do keep score. Our bodies do keep information from the past and emotions. But when we're getting direct information, it's pretty much truth of what is present. So when our bodies and our minds work together, we have this really healthy relationship to food. And we can feel the physical sensation of when we're actually full and when we're actually hungry and we really need food. And sometimes we might still like the taste of good food, but there isn't this really wild confusion on what is true and what is false. There's just direct information. So when we're the kind of person who we live in our minds, that's a scary place to be because the mind does everything for safety and survival. So the ego is going to try and drive us to do things for change and for growth, maybe out of fear that we should be better and fear ourselves into health. And it gets really confusing. Am I hungry? Am I not hungry? Because the mind is going to try and drive us to eat sugar and excess calories for survival. So if we live in our minds, it distorts reality. When we live in our bodies and we work with our mind, then our bodies can tell us the truth. 
What's actually really interesting is there's a psychologist, Alexander Lowen, and he said insanity is when you are disconnected from your body. Whoa. Insanity is being disconnected from the body because the body gives us that direct truth, the real information. So you're actually not living in reality if you live in your mind. And so what they talk about in that book is that the more we live in our minds, the more we start trending towards schizophrenia and delusion and actually living in the past and in the future and losing our sense of self. Our sense of self and life is experienced in the body. We experience emotion. We experience sensation, feeling. And so if at any time in our lives, we had an experience in our body that was too painful to experience, we actually disconnect from the body and go up into our mind. And so that sensation, it could be a feeling. Maybe at one time your feelings became too intense and they were too uncomfortable, or maybe a physical trauma happened, something physically painful happened. Um, There are different experiences that can happen in our body that if they become too painful for us to experience, we actually retreat our attention from the body and we escape and go into the mind. And so our mind and body at one time would have worked together, but now they're working against each other. The mind, which is keeping the body safe as its protector is now saying the body is a painful place to be. A body is where suffering happens. And so the mind actually turns against the body And that's where the mind-body split happens. The mind is no longer working in service to the body. It actually doesn't trust the body. So we actually end up leaving and disconnecting from our bodies. And that could have been anything that happened in life. And I think for me personally, I think that happened when I was going through a really difficult life chapter, a really big transition where my emotions felt so intense. I remember like, this is probably as of right now, like seven years ago where I was like transitioning out of a business and my relationships were struggling and I was leaving a a long-term relationships and my emotions felt so overwhelming and intense. And I felt so much fear around not knowing the future felt so overwhelming that it was paralyzing. And I remember after a while, not feeling depression or anxiety anymore. Like I just couldn't even feel anymore. And I actually started to become really numb to the feelings and the sensations in my body. And it created this very muted monotone experience in my body. And that is when I started to feel very confused about my hunger. And was I hungry? Was I having cravings? And I started to lose that control over my food because I was actually completely disconnected from my body. So living in our minds can happen at any time. And it doesn't have to be how big or how small the experience is. It's how do we perceive it? How much pain did it create in our bodies that became to be too much? And if it feels like too much, we go into our minds for safety And so it's really interesting how they say insanity is living in the mind and being disconnected from the body. And so if you start to live in your mind, you start might start to notice the way that you carry your body even starts to shift. You might notice that 
your body is actually very tense all the time, that your body is in the state of protection and tension. Someone who lives in their body is open and fluid and relaxed. But when we have this tension and contraction, it's protection. And for myself, I noticed that I had developed years of really intense neck and jaw tightness and my back always tight and I'm still working through it, but I'm learning how to come into softness, which comes in to my body through breathing, through gentleness. And so the person who is living in their mind lives in contraction. Their mind is always wandering. Their mind is always all over the place thinking, um, not present. Because presence is in our body in reality. Our mind is in the past, in the future. We're thinking, we're worrying, we're planning, we're doing, we're not really being present and in touch with the vibrancy of life. So if you don't trust yourself with food and you can't tell the difference if you're hungry or if you're not hungry, there's a numbness that can happen in our body when we don't trust being in our bodies. And so a beautiful place to start and question to ask was, was there a point in time in my life when my emotions were too big or I physically didn't feel comfortable and my mind and my body split and we left each other and I could no longer be in my body. And that's a beautiful, curious question to have and why we can have so much compassion for those moments when we don't understand why we don't have control. Why do I always want to overeat? Well, there's this record in your brain that's like, we need survival. The body and our true hunger is not a safe place to be. We can't trust it, but you can actually heal this relationship. And it comes with gently coming back down into the body, very gently, very slowly and redeveloping that trust again. And I promise you that it can happen because I have 100% lived it from being very numb to my body and disconnected to being very in tune with it. And I can feel the difference between when I am needing this excessive fulfillment for safety and when I actually truly feel full and I can be connected to both my mind and my body and they work in service together for me and not against each other. So it can happen. But it can take time and it take can take a lot of love and a lot of patience. But your mind, when your mind and your body come back together working with each other, you'll no longer see your body as the enemy. You'll be able to trust in your hunger. You'll be able to trust that you can let go without counting calories. You can trust yourself again. But it takes the steps of coming out of your mind and coming back to your body. So how do we do that? How do we start to come back to our bodies? And it's actually easier than what you would think. It doesn't take a massive, crazy, sometimes it involves crazy experiences. Sometimes you never know. Sometimes we have to create enough safety to go into the body first. We have to ask those bigger questions like, what is in the way? What scares me about going into my body? And sometimes we need support with going deeper with someone who can help us work through our trauma and the fears that we have around being in our bodies. But trust that when you do, there's a beautiful relationship of what is true and present now. And that our traumas are not here today, they're in the past. And then when they get healed and when they get freed, we can come back into our bodies again. So 
coming back into your body is one looking at what is in the way of it. What scares me about going into my body? What are the feelings I don't want to feel? And that's a great place to start. The other things that you can do is what are things that actually get my attention back into my body? Very simply things like meditation, where you can quiet the mind and slowly drop into the body. I think doing a body scan meditation is amazing for this to start reconnecting you back into the body. Another one is starting to use the breath, nice, slow breaths that opens up the chest and we can start to get connected to our feelings and sensations again. When we're little kids, we learn that if we hold our breath, it creates a tightness and it actually blocks us from feeling. So if your feelings are really intense and you know now, even today, you still hold your breath and you still clench, it blocks you from feeling your feelings. So learning to softly breathe and open actually opens up our capacity to feel, which is in our bodies. Feeling is the sensation that's in our bodies. When we open up that capacity to breathe and to feel and to wake up with life, now we start dropping our attention and we start to feel the difference between true hunger and a craving hunger. And from there, it just gets to be like this relationship that we get to know deeper and deeper and deeper, and it gets more connected. And now I can say that I feel a very clear difference. And I, when a craving or a safety mechanism comes up, it's not that it never comes up, but I don't feel convinced by it. I don't feel taken over by it. Like I'm being taken on a ride. I can feel it. And I'm like, okay, how do I work with this? What do I need to do to work with it and not be taken over and convinced that my survival is being threatened? That's where your power really comes in. When you can fine tune the difference between what is a safety mechanism and a craving, what is true hunger and what my needs really are. And it's not that you'll never have either, you know, that inner dialogue. It's just learning how to work with both of those things that are happening. And then you feel really in control and knowing how your body's communicating to you. We can have some gratitude that we have these survival mechanisms. Thank you, body, for trying to protect me. Thank you, mind. Thank you, body. Can we work together and listen to each other? Is this true? Is my survival being threatened? Is that a real thing? Or is my mind not trusting in my experience because I once had a painful experience? So when we heal this together, we bring it through love, compassion, gentleness, through feeling, moving our bodies. Movement is so powerful. Movement brings us back into our bodies. Any kind of movement, a beautiful walk and thinking, feeling the ground under your feet, even just gentle yoga, swimming, dancing, connecting to music, feeling in your body. It is so healing. Dancing with some music has been so healing for me to come back down into my body and create trust with it again. You would never think that movement and music would be so connected to healing, eating traumas, <laughs> eating issues. And it has been. So look for those opportunities don't underestimate how beautiful and powerful they are to come back to that healing relationship again. So trust the process. If you can't trust yourself around food, ask yourself the question, am I living in my mind? Are there things that I'm afraid of, of being connected and in tune with my hunger? And can I slowly practice reconnecting and waking up all those signals again? So I hope you found this helpful. I'd love to hear if it was, I'd love to hear any comments, thoughts, feedback, um, and how this is landing for you. I always love when people reach out and share a new aha that they had or 
something that they found interesting. I know this is so unconventional, like diets don't talk about this stuff, which is crazy, right? It's like, why do we not trust ourselves? How did we get here into this place? And it can be a really beautiful, freeing, extraordinary journey if you let it and embrace it as that. So I hope you are learning new things. You're trusting yourself more. You can trust your body. I know that diets tell you that you can't. Appetite suppressants tell you can't, tell you that you can't. You can. It's just learning how this freaking weird mechanism works and all this stuff. So I hope this was helpful and I'll see you in next episode.